Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Holistic Living. I'm Tara Davis. Today, we are going to talk about surrender. I have spoken about this, gosh, so many different times on my blog. I've written about it in one way or another, and it's so interesting that it keeps popping up for me. And it keeps popping up on different levels, not just like letting go or giving in. It keeps popping up in so many levels, on so many levels, in so many different directions of my life. And it popped up in yoga this morning. And so I want to talk about it because it has so many far-reaching tentacles that we can explore. And so I wanted to invite you to listen and then to start exploring where this might apply in your life. So first of all, let's talk about surrender. What is it? What isn't? What is it not? So when I say surrender, when I talk about the word surrender, I'm not talking about just give up or just give in or just forget it. I'm not talking about losing a battle. I'm talking about surrender from the perspective of letting go of control, releasing the noose, letting go of the reins that we have, letting go of a hold we have. I mean, it's all under the umbrella of control. I would know. And I'm realizing more and more as I continue to dive into my greater purpose on the planet, how much of a control freak I am, which is why surrender keeps popping up for me on a gazillion levels. I've been surrendering to time frames because it's not happening in my time frame, which is yesterday. So I'm practicing patience. It's surrendering. That piece of me is surrendering to patience and to oftentimes a time frame that is not my own. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how the constraints of time can work for you. So from that perspective, it's surrendering to the constraints. And I use constraints in air quotes because I feel like even the word constraint can be good. You know, I think we have like this, it's got a connotation of a bad thing that we're constrained. You know, let's think of a butterfly that is constrained in that cocoon until it's ready to be born and to fly. If it did not have that cocoon around it, its wings would not be stretched to the max of strengthening itself before it released. It would just be released and be fluttering all around. So constraint in that way is so good and necessary. So that's one way I have been surrendering is in that place of time, of realizing that the universe is in complete control, not me, and I am surrendering to the time frame of the universe, knowing that the universe is taking care of 
every detail that needs to be taken care of. And so from that perspective, so let's just use that for a second. So let's use the surrender in a place that comes from where we think it might come as a constraint. So I invite you to just explore your world. Like what is that first thing that comes to mind when you think of constraint? And so just see that. Oh my God, I'm so constrained in blank. Whatever that area looks like for you. And then see how that place can you see how that place can serve you. So for example, when I was asked that question, the first thing came up for me was time. Like time is such a constraint for me. And then I was when I was asked to flip it and see how time, how I could use time to be of service to me, then I recognized. I recognized, you know, we have been apartment living for two and a half years and we're ready to buy a house. This is not the first time that I've mentioned it. We have decided to sign a one more year lease and use that time to our advantage rather than seeing it as a constraint because even though apartment living has been great, served us, yada, 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 we're done with it and it's time to move on. We're ready to own a home again. I thought that I was super ready, like ready to get out right now. And I thought I was being constrained by a time frame. Well, here is what time frame, the constraint of time has done. Once I surrendered my agenda, my agenda of I have to get out right now, I'm tired of this, how can I figure this out? I surrendered my agenda of trying to move out and then realized the flip side of that piece was, oh, I have a whole nother year to save up more money for double the amount of a down payment than what I have now. I get to wait for a few more houses that are being built that I really love in an area that I really want to live in. I get to wait for a few more of those models to open up. So there's all kinds of things that I learned and realized once I surrendered to that situation. So what I'm going to invite you to do throughout the podcast is to continually explore and invite in a curiosity What if I did surrender? And again, let's just remember, this is not giving up or giving in, but we might talk about what if. (laughs) What if I did just give in? So for now, let's talk about surrender from that place of curiosity. Because I know there are a lot of us that are in control, that like to be in control of our lives, to know exactly what's going on, at what time, at what place. And a lot of us have that issue with just going with the flow can seem sort of choppy sometimes. There are also people who just love to go with the flow and just continually follow the path, which I find myself doing sometimes. And then I revert back to wanting to be in control. And so I do love both sides of the coin. I love just being in that flow and that state of Grace, where I literally just follow and I wonder what's coming next. I'm just so in the moment 
and just doing what I need to do right now. And then something shifts and I'm back into controlling instead of surrendering. And I find almost 99.9% of the time when I'm in that place of control, it takes me to a place of fear. It takes me to a place of doubt, separation, judgment, anxiety. I mean, my gosh, I could just continually name off. And I know that you can, <coughs> excuse me, name off your own list of what it does when you feel like you have to be in control. So I invite you to explore what it looks like and what it feels like for you when you are in control, when you feel like you have to be in that place of control rather than being in that place of surrendering. So the attachment to outcome is something that I wanted to touch on when we talk about surrender because that's really a big one. So I'm going to use the house thing again. Um, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to use the workshop. So currently I am taking an intensive six-week course on teaching workshops because I really feel the call to just get out in the world and teach. I am surrendering every day from a place of big wonderment and trying to remain unattached to the outcome because so here's the here's the platform so the platform itself for this course is six weeks you will have this core we will have this course indefinitely <clears throat> it's mine forever I do not have to follow this time frame however the bonus of following the six-week training and staying on course is that for these six weeks I have a group of I don't even know how many women, several hundred women on a private Facebook page who are continually on here flowing with all of their ideas, all of their doubts, all of their worries, all of their super incredible encouragement. Plus, I have all of the coaches, uh, four different coaches that are continually monitoring the feeds of the forum. And so I'm continually getting coaching. I have live coaching calls one week to keep me on track. And so by staying semi on track throughout this course, what it does is it keeps me super engaged. My brain is continually working on what these workshops are going to be, how I can be better serving others, being out in the world. But then here's what comes in for me as well is that I have to allow, I choose to allow myself to surrender to my own time frame as well. So I'm finding that balance right now of I have a family to take care of. I have a son and a husband. My son has, you know, we do climbing three days a week. So we're driving back and forth to practice, um, which takes four hours out of my day in the evening. Um, so that's peace. At some point, I do a grocery trip in the middle of the week just to get fresh things, taking and picking up from school. So I don't have the luxury of getting up, doing my thing in the morning, and then getting right to work at 9 o'clock and not stopping until 5. I don't have that luxury. I have to piecemeal these courses in when I have the opportunity. 
and then even in the evening, which I said I would never do. <laughs> but I'm finding that I so want to be on this time frame as best as I can. And so I'm choosing to use an hour or two in the evening to do some more work. But I'm surrendering my time frame of I'd love to have all this done in six weeks and be out teaching workshops and doing group coaching and doing group calls myself. But I know that that is such an unrealistic goal. And if I were to maintain that goal of this is what's going to have to happen, I would probably start getting sick. I would probably, well, not even probably, I would be getting sick. I would be super crabby with everyone else around me. It's just a super unrealistic goal for me. I don't work at that pace. And I know that there are some, I have friends who just have that work pace constantly. It's not mine. I recognize that I want to be that person and I'm not. So I'm surrendering that part of me that's not that person. I am doing the best job that I can do every single day because I also have this podcast. And in the background of things that you don't see, I'm working with my assistant and my producer that we're, where you are creating all new kinds of things that are going to be coming out. And so that is me surrendering my attachment to the outcome of this course. What is it right now that comes to mind for you that you're not surrendering to? Again, we're not giving in, we're not giving up. We're just surrendering and exploring what would happen if, what would happen if I just let go a little bit? And that might be super uber fearful for you. That might just be creating an internal experience for you right now. Like what if I let go a little bit? I wonder what that would look like. So even if this is like your first experience of letting go of something, of letting go of control, of just entertaining the idea of surrendering, I invite you to just start allowing the thoughts of letting go. Here's what else I want to ask you to do. Oftentimes when I was beginning this journey, this spiritual journey, if you will, of listening to my intuition and finding out other ways of living life other than what I had been previously doing up to that point of like, you know, 35, 40 years old, it was such a different shift that I wasn't quite sure what was going to be happening. That was a great place of surrender for me. So if you, as I'm talking and nothing is really coming up for you, like you feel like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I don't control anything. Like I'm not in control. I don't want to control. I'm always surrendering. We all, <coughs> excuse me, have that place we want to control. And so here's what I found worked for me. For me, that little voice is almost, I can almost place it in the back of my head, like kind of um, at the back of my skull. And so 
when I hear a little voice coming back from there or a thought or an idea or a feeling coming from that place at the very, like the base of my skull, that is something that's ready to, to come forth and see the light. Maybe it's not ready right this moment. Maybe it's not ready today. Maybe tomorrow a little bit more light will show on it, will shine, and I will be willing to see it. I invite you to just kind of almost, you know, turn your eyeballs around in your head and just kind of look back there and look and listen to see what little voice comes forward when you ask it, what is it that I need to surrender? What is it that I need to let go of? And see what comes up. Because you'll be surprised. I'm always surprised, and really not. (laughs) It's how it works. Um, When I ask a question that I think, oh, this doesn't even apply to me, but okay, I'll ask. And then there's that little voice in the very back that's almost like kind of tickling, whispering, or just gently tapping at the door. That's when I know something's up. I may not even visit it today or tomorrow or next week, but it's something that is willing to come forward. And if you're ready for it, then just intend forward perfectly at the perfect moment. You know, I just have to believe. I don't even have to believe. I know with all of where we need to be. That doesn't mean that my ego wants to get in there and think that I need to be further than I am. And all that other stuff of control. But I have to know that I'm always where I need to be. So we've talked about attachment to outcome, of letting go of control, of inviting in the curiosity of when we surrender. Talk about the need to surrender or the need to explore. No, let's talk about, you know, let's, before we go into that, let's talk about surrendering to our needs of what we think we need to have or do or be. You know, our trip when we were living in Central and South America was just the perfect place for me. I got to let go of and surrender to who I thought I was, who I thought I should be, what I thought I should be doing, And so even though we're not living on, you know, the Caribbean beach, we can still start to question, who is it that I think I need to be and why? Why do I think I need to be this person? And just start exploring that and surrendering to that piece. Why do I think I need to live in this particular home? Why do I think I need to drive this particular car? And there's nothing wrong with where we live or what we drive or who we are. It's getting to the basis of why it is that we do what we do, say what we say, who we are, who we surround ourselves with. 
I invite you to explore that piece of surrender and what it says about your being. Like, what do you find when you start exploring why it is? So it was so interesting for me that when we left the country, we lived in Santa Barbara, which is an uber gorgeous spot on the planet, one of my most favorite places. And it was so fun because I had this white convertible to drive around. And I loved that life. I loved that lifestyle. I was in so much joy. And then we sold everything, left the country with a one-way ticket. And I had the only possessions I had were in my backpack in the belly of the plane. I was surrendering to the unknown. And I know this is a kind of extreme example because we can't all just do this. Actually, we can, (laughs) whether or not we choose to do it, right? So I got to relearn who it was. Actually, I got to unpack and unfold and come out of a shell. Like no one knew me while I was traveling except my family. No one had any expectations. I lived in a society that I didn't belong to. The societies that we lived in had their own cultures. It wasn't my culture. So I didn't succumb to any societal pressures. There was nothing for me to grab onto to think I needed to be like because I was also transient. We would stay in each place for just a short amount of time and then go on to the next place. So I didn't have enough time to wrap my mind around the societal norms or the societal fashions and then figure out what it was and how I would fit in with that piece. All I had to do was figure out who I was and who I wanted to be, who I really was, because I didn't feel the judgment of anyone around me because I really didn't know anyone around me. And just as soon as we would know some people, we would move to the next place. And so that allowed an enormous amount of surrender and unfolding for me. And so I invite you to be curious on how you can implement that piece in your life. So what does it look like if in your marriage – And I'm using myself as an example. You expect your partner to be a certain way. What if you let go of that expectation? What would happen? And I invite you to just recognize the dialogue that goes in your mind. And so here is kind of a dialogue that happens for me. Is that, well, if I let go of that, then this will probably happen. And if that happens, then, well, of course, this will happen. And I know that when that happens, of course, this whole thing, this whole thing is just going to unfold and be complete catastrophe. That's a dialogue that goes on in my head. And so that is a piece of fear. So part of surrendering is recognizing what else comes with it. What else does it look like when we want to let go? What other emotions and feelings and thoughts come in around surrender. What are we afraid of? 
what are we afraid of if we let go and surrender? See what comes up when you ask yourself that. And you know what? I invite you to journal or get a Word doc and type it out. Just free write. All of these questions that I ask, I just invite you to write down the answers without censorship. Just write them down. Don't judge it. Don't second guess it. Just start writing. Diarrhea of the pen, of the fingers. Just write. And then when you're all done with all of these questions, go back and look at it. And look at it with love, not with judgment. Look at what you've written down and see the pattern. Perhaps you are afraid. Perhaps we are all afraid. If I surrender and let go, oh, my God, this is, this is probably what's going to happen. So just recognizing that as a piece of fear instead of love. Because I know that we have talked about so many times, two things are for sure in the world. It's either about love or it's about fear. And so when you are letting go of surrendering, or when you're letting go and you're surrendering, what piece of fear comes up? And you can follow your own trail. You can follow the trail of fear so far back. What else comes up for you? I know for me, when I want to surrender, judgment comes up. That judgmental voice in my mind up and wants to just get busy with a full-on conversation. Of all the ways I am going to judge the situation, judge a person, judge an event, judge a society, judge a culture, I invite you to just explore and recognize and notice what comes up in that piece of judgment. And I am reading Gabby Bernstein's new book, Judgment Detox. Oh, my God. And so her book, Judgment Detox, releasing the beliefs that hold you back from living a better life. If you haven't read it, I recommend it 100%. Wow, it's transformational. And what I have been doing, a lot of her work, um, she uses tapping. EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, and you tap on different meridians to release what's being held in your body, in your cells, release the fear, release the judgment, release anger. You can release anything. You can release pain. Um, and so with this particular book um, and these exercises, she's using the tapping around judgment. And so this morning, as I was reading a little clip from her book, and I was doing some tapping around judgment, I realized that it was also <clears throat> linked in to surrender. It's like my judgment is linked in to this, in this particular instance of what I was tapping the, on around the judgment that I had was linked into surrender. Like I'm, oh man, I don't even want to say it, but I'm almost unwilling to let go. Like I'm in this place of just holding on so tightly, which is why I can 100% relate and tell you every personal experience. Yeah, it's up for me right now. 
And so the tapping is releasing the hold that I have. Like I'm willing to let it go. Like I don't want to hold on to this piece anymore. But it's so wound up in my body, I can feel it. Like I, I, can, I can feel the way that it has holding a hold on my body. And so I don't like it. I don't want it there anymore. I am willing to let it go. But what I am witnessing each time I do the tapping is that it's releasing its hold on me more and more. So one or two or three, actually even five rounds of this is letting it soften. Sometimes people have immediate results with this and yay. I also know that sometimes it takes people like a month, like you have to do it for five minutes once a day for 30 days or 60 days, whatever it takes you. All I know is that I don't like what's going on inside. I don't like this um, chatter, this mind chatter of judgment on this particular thing. I'm willing to let it go. That's the key. The key is willingness, like the willingness to let it go and then surrender. And so what, what piece is it that you feel you are so wrapped up in? Like, is it your spouse? Is it your partner? Is it your job? Is it your finances? Is it finding a better job? Is it making more money? Is it getting out of a job? Is it moving forward in your life? And all of these things are good or not good, however you want to view them. Let's just say they're neutral because let's put them in a neutral place without judgment. So once we even, even when we say something good, we're judging it as good, right? So let's just put all of that stuff in a basket of neutrality. So once we are in that space of neutrality, then we can visit and explore the possibility of surrender. And what does that piece look like? So before we go any further, let's just do a quick inventory. Let's take a quick deep breath. And we're just going to do this exercise to get you tuned in to see what is there for you and what comes up. So if you like have your phone, you can use the notes um, or take notes on your phone. You can take notes on a piece of scrap paper on your computer, wherever and whatever it is you have available to write this down. So make sure that you're sitting up. You can have your feet grounded <coughs> on the floor and we're going to take just a deep breath in and close your eyes and let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. We're going to do that two more times. And hold. And one more.
release. So I invite you to ask yourself, what is it that I am ready to surrender? What is it that I am ready and willing to surrender to? What am I ready to let go of? And write that first piece down. Pause this if you need to pause it and listen. And then join us again when you're ready. Take as long as you need. So we're going to dig in a little bit more and talk about what lies underneath the surrender, what lies underneath control, what lies underneath the fear even. So we've talked about those three. We've talked about not giving up or giving in, what that looks like. We've talked about letting go of control. We've talked about inviting in curiosity of what surrender looks like. We've talked about attachment to the outcome, letting go of the reins. Let's talk about, and we've talked about fear. Let's talk about what is really underneath. And this will also help you after you've journaled or jotted down, taken notes, whatever you've done. This will also help you explore even further what is underneath. So that's how I like to do when I'm really wanting to figure out what is the core piece of this issue that I'm having. Like, okay, I got these, this, I got that piece. Okay. I'm so I'm in control. Then control means why do I need to be in control? Well, if I'm not in control, it's probably not going to happen. Or I'm afraid if I'm not in control, then I'm out of control. So let's explore that fear piece a little bit. And then let's go a little bit further. So fear, being afraid. So what is it that we're afraid of when we think of surrendering? So I invite you just, again, see what comes up. What is the first thing that comes up? I'm afraid of blank when I surrender to this situation. So I will use my example of the workshop. So if I surrender to the time frame of the universe, rather than being on the six-week time frame, I'm afraid I won't be out in in the world doing the work that I want to do. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to miss the boat. Like, I'm afraid you're going to miss my boat. And that's that piece of fear. I'm afraid that you're not going to want to know what I have to say when I'm finally ready to say it. I'm afraid if I let go, it says things about me. Like if I surrender to the time frame of the universe rather than my time frame, <clears throat> then I'm afraid that it's saying, saying about me that I'm not willing to work hard enough. So all these things around fear. Oh, and you know what? So as I just said that, I'm afraid that other people will perceive me as not working hard enough. 
I'm probably sure that you can relate to one or some or all of what I've just said around your fear of surrendering. So we're going to keep digging on that, but let's look on the other side. If it's not fear, it's love, right? So let's look on that other side of fear and love. So if I do surrender, what's going on? I am recognizing that I have full faith in the universe, and I'm smiling right now because we just talked about it, right? That is the best place to be. And so even just talking about it, I'm witnessing and recognizing my body is already expanding. When we were talking about being in fear and all of the places of fear, my body was contracted. And I was not in the place of love. I was putting myself in that place of fear. And as soon as I said the word love, my body opened up. So the flip side of fear is love. And so surrendering to that time frame means I am loving myself. I'm not beating myself up. I am recognizing that I am doing the best job I am doing in every moment that I have during the day. So I am taking care of myself in the mornings by meditating and by doing exercise, running and yoga, um, whatever I do in the morning. And then I am taking my son to school. We have most of the time pretty good conversations. I am taking the time to feed my body the healthy foods that my body loves. Then I work. And sometimes that's not until 1030 because I've taken care of all the other things. And so if I were to ignore all of those things and be putting my nose to the grindstone and working really hard, which I feel like is just such a misnomer, I wouldn't be doing all those things and taking care of my body. Thus, I wouldn't be having the insights that I have to share with you. I would be burned out. I would not be healthy. All of these things come from not being me. So by being in that space, that would be all of those things that I had just named would be coming from that place of fear, of lack, right? Instead of being in the abundance mindset, the abundance of love, the abundance of I have all the time in the world, the abundance thought of it will happen exactly when it's supposed to happen. I have all the resources available to me at every single moment, and I am doing what I need to be doing right now. So that's the flip side of being in fear and being in contraction. It is being in expansion and being in love. And so when we do our coaching, we take this at an individual level and break it down into all of these places of what would be happening on both sides and recognizing how the body feels in each component, how the body wants to feel, how we want to feel as we're moving through our day, as we're moving through our life. Let's talk about the unknown, the unknown place of surrendering, because that can be just as freaky and just as scary, and that's completely a valid place of the unknown, of being what if, you know, and not having any idea of what is going to happen if I surrender. So let's talk about that. 
which is actually that place of the unknown <clears throat> for me is sometimes exhilarating and equally stifling. So I'm just going to, again, use this thing of the workshop and I, I'm using it because that's what's up for me. You use whatever is up for you. And so what if, what if I just let go and surrender this six-week time frame? What if it takes me 12 weeks? What if? And so I'm thinking on the, the side of love. I'm not going to the side of fear. I'm going to the side of love. So what if? Well, I will have six more weeks of unfolding of me. I will have six more weeks of wisdom, of knowledge. I will have six more weeks of support, although the support of the coaches won't be there. Six more weeks of support from my team members um, who are on this journey with me. I mean, I, there are a lot of things that I will have if I do it on my time frame. Now, let me just preface that with, that doesn't mean I'm just doing it here and there. It means I am doing the best I can every day, mindfully working towards my goal, but I'm not willing to, gosh, how do I even want to say that? I'm just not willing to kill myself doing it. And I know what you know what I mean. For lack of better terminology and phrasing, I'm not willing to kill myself to get to this goal. Because then I'm not loving what I'm doing. I want to love what I'm doing. I want to love my job. When I don't love my job, who else is going to love what I do? No one. Love to hear what comes up for you with surrender. So what's not working in your life that you're ready to let go of? What if you surrender to what is working in your life? What else can happen if you surrender? This is really working, and I am surrendering to see what else comes in. What else better can come in? Because this is already working great. Now what? So I invite you to look on both sides of that. What's not working in your life that you can surrender to? And what is working in your life that you can surrender to? <clears throat> what are you afraid of? What are you afraid is going to happen if you surrender and let go? Really explore that. Keep going. Keep digging as far as you can in that place. What is working that you can surrender to? What is not working? Where is that pain that we're not willing to let, that we think we're not willing to let go of? And what if we opened the door to see what was behind that pain? Right? There are, there's grief, <clears throat> and this doesn't lessen any of it. There is so much grief and pain that we have that we think if we let go and surrender, it means we're giving in or giving up <clears throat> or saying it's okay. That's not what we're doing. Because when we hold those pieces, those components of pain and fear and anger, it's only affecting us. It's, a, it's affecting our body, our physical body. It's affecting our mind. It's affecting our well-being. 
we are the only ones we're affecting by holding on to that pain. Actually, we're affecting a lot more than just us, but internally and physically, if we're still holding on and not willing to entertain the idea of surrendering, it's affecting us and it's seeping out all over the place and eking onto everyone else immediately around us. So that's something else that I wanted to clarify was that surrendering doesn't mean that we're for, that we are forgetting. You know, there are so many horrific things that can happen in the world to us. Surrendering to the situation doesn't mean that we're forgetting it or that we're saying it's okay that it happened. What we're doing is saying that we're willing to release the attachment that we have to that piece of pain, to that situation, that we're willing to rewrite the next piece of our life, the next chapter of our life without the hold that that situation has on us. And I know there is so much pain that we can hold on to that will fester internally and physically in our body. It festers mentally. It also starts to form the shield and the belief systems on how we see our world. So if we are living from this place of pain and anger and hurt forms the glasses, the film with which we view the world and view our reality. So how we see our world and see our reality is what's mirrored back to us. So look out and see what is being mirrored to you and assess that. Don't judge it. Don't shame yourself. Don't shame others. Observe it and question, be curious as to what is it that I'm really holding on to that I felt like I was wronged or I felt like whatever, even when we were, even when we have been abused, holding on to that judgment and that pain and that anger does nothing except for hurt and harm us and those around us. So from that place, where are you willing to just crack the door open to a place of surrender, to allow the light to shine into this place of darkness that perhaps you weren't willing before? I invite you to see if you have that place of pain and that place of anger, to start exploring how it has been a shield and been a tarp almost that you have been looking, a tarp, lift up the tarp and see what your world would look like through different eyes, through a different filter. A little bit of light on that piece what does that look like? And so whatever the higher power is that you believe in, whatever higher consciousness it is, I invite you just to call on that. You know how to do that. Call on that to help you place of surrender in this place that you might be in, in fear. 
and call on it to ask you to be coming from this place of love, of self-love, of non-judgment, to come from a place with no shame, to just witness pieces of you that are willing and ready to come forward and be loved and to surrender. (sighs) We have covered a lot today, and I hope this has served you. As we've talked and talked, the more and more we've talked today, the better I feel about my workshop and about not having to keep up the pace to have others think that I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. I need to keep up the pace that works for me and enjoy it. I would love for you to leave feedback and let me know what piece has worked for you. You don't have to let us know your story, but what piece really resonated with you. I would love to hear it. Until next time, peace and love.